show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pop, spoon, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> doing that for that's what you do your dog well, that's what ripley does to me so then i get it back to her just get on all fours and just give it to her yeah i put a collar on i get nude <laughs> <laughs> shave my body figure i can't be as hairy so i do the opposite oh, i see owning up to it yeah Taking i'm digging ownership in. of your disgusting body <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I'm your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Joined once again today by the bicep, Alex Jones. Get it, girls. Get it. <laughs> Let him watch. Let him watch. Mr. Let him watch. <laughs> that was a little too creepy. <laughs> your, get it, girls. Your call sign there. Get it, girls. Get a girl. The get whisper a, get a song. Girl. Get a girl. I think, I don't know it offhand. It's not from the well. whisper song, but no, I don't know. You remember the whisper song though, right? Yang Yang, twins. Yang Yang, we done done it again. <laughs> oh, it's it's been a while. It's been about a fortnight. Fortnight was that one night? Two weeks. Fortnight? You don't know that a fortnight is two weeks? No. How have you been? Like, <laughs> getting along in life without I don't know. knowing this information. People must be very confused when I say, two weeks ago, and I go, <laughs> I think he you means... You mean a fortnight. I think he means a fortnight. <laughs> uh, no, I did not build a fort last night. So that's why it, it's even funnier than when Charlie Kelly is talking about... It, <laughs> documents had dry ink for many fortnights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know... Are you sure that's what Fortnite is? Yeah. Two weeks? Two weeks. That's a legal term or what? Fortnite? Or it's an old-timey term. Medieval? Yeah. Well, I'm living in the now. Kind of like how a cubit is an old-timey or an ancient um, tool of measurement. or Cubit? Yeah, cubit. Mm. Basically the... Cubert? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I picture when you said no. cubit. Are we sure? Yes. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the listeners, why don't you go to Wikipedia there, bring up Qubit, bring up Fortnite. <laughs> While you're doing that, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's been going on? What's what's the haps in WTM world? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, hold that thought. A Qubit is an ancient unit based on ancient. the forearm length from yes. the middle fingertip to the elbow bottom. Dumb. So you're telling me this is a cubit. Yes. So everybody's cubit's different. 
You know, when I was thinking of it earlier, I thought it was just the elbow to the end of the wrist, but it's to the full edge of your middle finger. Yeah. From, uh, on the forearm length from the middle finger tip to the elbow bottom. Which, you know, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because everyone's is going to be different. So you tell somebody, hey, build this 40 cubits from here. It's going to be different than what you think it is. So if it was used like back in what the Middle Ages, it says in Egypt, like in Egypt, you'd tell a girl. Egypt, Middle Ages. Yep. You'd tell a, uh, well, I saw <laughs> a Egypt. Earlier. I saw a Egypt. A little earlier Middle Ages, I guess. I saw Egypt on here. Uh, <laughs> is that how they like were bragging about their penises? <laughs> It's all they built the pyramids. Half a cubit. It's very exact. Half a cubit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Three quarter cubit? They huh? would go, the girls would go, who's cubit? He <laughs> goes, doesn't matter. Cubit. <laughs> uh, all right. So you got that out of the way. Now look up Fortnite. <laughs> so you can confirm for yourself that it's two weeks. Fortnite. Is it spelled with a K? No. Okay, Spelled good. exactly how I wrote it. Perfect. F-O-R-T, night. <laughs> As in, good night. Uh, a period of two weeks. What did I tell you? Two weeks? Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> you need to get that as a sound bite. Fortnite. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, it's been a uh, couple that mystery. Couple fortnights since we talked to you <laughs> about what we've seen lately. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? We've seen a bunch of movies. We just haven't been reporting on them as much. No. We're trying to put some more work into the website, planning on where we're going to go next with our episodes. Um, a while back, I talked about doing an episode with Chad, the Chad, um, of either the Wailing or Old Boy. Does he uh, not have a soundbite yet? Oh, he does. Let's, let's pull it up here. Chad. Sweet Chad. So I was talking to Sweet Chad, <laughs> and he is not a fan of Old Boy, at which point I ended the conversation on Link. And then we talked later. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's willing to watch. He's going to watch The Wailing. And then uh, if he likes that, at least we'll do an episode on that. But looks like Mr. Jones and me are going to do Old Boy. Me and Mr. Jones. <laughs> Probably a couple s- weeks from now. I'll do some old boys. Do some old boys. And a lot of old boys. <laughs> and we're thinking about maybe doing a Korean section, starting off with old boy and the mm-hmm. whaling. Maybe do a couple other films. Uh, maybe do an Australian slate of movies. Maybe do a British block of movies, French. Uh, we'll probably just go through every country in the world. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, starting with South Korea. Right. Just seems to make sense. They're going through a tough patch these days, so we figured we'd give them a little enjoyment. Make them prideful about their movies again. (laughs) Make South Korean film great That's what we're here for. World (laughs) peace. Unity. And in the summer, I think we'll... uh, I mean, we're going to stagger these. We're not going to do just foreign films for the next year. We're going to stagger it, that type of thing. In the summer, I think we'll be doing a lot of leftovers with guilty pleasures, blockbuster movies, that type of thing. And we'll be bringing back top five lists more often. Uh, mm-hmm. Wolfie T wants to do uh, top five 
um, female characters, I believe. So I've been spitballing that Oof. around with them. Well, I don't know if of it's all like, time. Yeah, of all time. Jesus. And so yeah, that's the thing. Broad. I was like, oh, that's pretty broad. It's we're we're workshopping it. He j- is he trying to fit in like female wrestlers in movies? No, he wasn't. He was actually <laughs> <laughs> he was actually trying to fit in uh, this, this past month because it March is Women's History Month. Yep. So he's like, yeah, that'd be a good one. But uh, you know, we had other stuff going on. <laughs> Like trying cool. to get through black exploitation. Yep. It doesn't have to be that month where we learn about women. Right. Although, you know. So, yeah. A lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we've still been expanding our Discover Movies section. We are going to be adding a bunch of movies to our ratings system. We've kind of mm-hmm. touched on that before, but we're fleshing it out as we speak. You want to go through the five options oh, for our ratings? Because we're going to primarily use those for... Our what have you seen lately, Clarice? Uh, section of the episode. Yep, and how it'll kind of work is so if Mulder's seen a movie and I haven't, he essentially gets to choose what the rating is. And in the future, if I see it, we can maybe bring it back for debate. If I just if I seriously disagree, then we can mm-hmm. debate over the rating. Otherwise, usually if only one person has seen it, but the movies that both of us have seen, then we'll talk through on here. But the five ratings that we're using are WTM ASAP. These are the best of the best of the best of the best. And then we got WTM Soonish, which are movies you should see in the very new future. Uh, WTM Eventually, which are movies you should see before you die. And WTM Last Resort, which are movies you should watch if there's nothing better else on. And WTM Never, which are movies... You shouldn't bother with. <laughs> there won't be a ton on there because, like we've said before, we don't typically bash the shit out of movies unless we've watched a movie hoping it was good or expecting it to be good and it just did not turn out. So mm-hmm. that last category probably won't be as filled as the others, but that's how we'll kind of rate, especially movies we'll talk about today. Well, getting back to what Anthony Hopkins was talking about. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you fucking see, Jones? Uh, so I'll start with the oldest film out of the three that I'll talk about, and that's Demolition from 2015. <laughs> I other... keep on scrolling by that on, on Netflix, <laughs> and I'm like, that looks, uh, you know, love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. yep. It looks kind of an intriguing storyline, and I saw on, on the rate, I saw it on the website, I'm like, oh, he's seen Demolition. Yep. Oh. DVR that bad boy. <laughs> Of Showtime or HBO or something. Uh, so Demolition came out in 2015. Little synopsis. A successful investment banker struggles after losing his wife in a tragic car crash. With the help of a customer service rep and her young son, he starts to rebuild, beginning with the demolition of the life he once knew. Directed by Jean-Marc Vallée. Uh, stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Naomi Watts, Chris Cooper... Uh, the kids played by Judah Lewis. Um, those are kind of your main actors. So demolition, I would rate as a WTM last resort. But Ooh. that's not to say it wasn't good. So I, I really, I, I like demolition. The best way I could think of putting it is, it was a little messy but good. Mm-hmm. There, there were certain points that I didn't totally get necessarily the meaning behind certain things 
but it was, I mean, it was really well filmed. Uh, the kid is probably the best reason to watch it. Gyllenhaal's awesome. Naomi Watts is awesome. Chris Cooper plays Jake Gyllenhaal's father-in-law of his wife who dies, and he's just a real prick, and he does a good job of being it. But uh, the kid, Judah Lewis, he is, he's pretty solid. He's easily number one probably recommend recommended person to watch for in the movie but uh yeah i mean the music's really good it has it has a really good scene because throughout it jake gyllenhaal essentially his wife gets in a car crash dies and then he's almost in a denial type thing kind of searching for himself but it's Mm -hmm. almost like he's in a daze essentially like he's just like trying to continue with life and not even acknowledge that it happened but there's a really good scene where he's dancing to freeze song mr big like down the New York subway and different shit like that. That's really good. I think it was in a lot of trailers, but um, yeah. So John John Mark Vallee also did Dallas Buyers Club and Wild. Those two are better movies than this, but this is still worth a watch. I would say. So I I would I wouldn't say don't ever watch it. It's definitely good. Uh, but I I would give it a last resort. All right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't want to step on your lead so i saw that in the race like ooh, last resort i guess i will not be watching demolition <laughs> unless it's I, the last I, resort you know i think it's when i looked at what else he's done and also just the feeling i had after the movie like i've stopped at it because it, you know it's on fucking reruns essentially on showtime or wherever uh but i've never fin i've never had the urge to watch it all the way through again like i was like yeah it was that was good but mm-hmm. and if I was bored and there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, I'd watch it again. And I think also looking at uh, Valise past two movies, it, it doesn't come close to Wild or Dallas Buyers Club. It's not nearly as good as those two. Okay. So just to kind of rate those. He's done more than that, but those are his more recent triumphs. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the newest movie I saw and then go backwards. We'll reverse of what you're doing. I saw Logan. 2017. Shink, Directed by James Mangold, starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene as the little girl Laura, Boyd Holbrook, and Stephen Merchant as Caliban. Storyline. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an alien Professor X somewhere on the Mexican border. However, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, pursued by dark forces. So this is the third Wolverine movie and last Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman, at least. And he goes out on a high note. It is a very good movie. Um, I would rate it WTM Soonish. Fancy. Soonish. Um, that's another thing I wanted to uh, ask you about. When you're saying Soonish, like when we're talking about movies that are currently in theaters, would that affect your rating at all? Saying, you should go see this in the theater, go soonish. Or you just say, oh, it's eventually. Like, yeah, you should see it. Just like, no rush. Uh, Does that affect your rating? To me, no. I guess the way I view it. that I think of like, in the universe of movies, is it, should you see it over something else? Regardless of the hype around it or if it's in theaters. I mean, once it's in theaters, it's coming out on DVD and shit like that. So it's mm-hmm. like, like I have Moonlight, I think, in Soonish. Uh, and I also put it in Soonish because I think Moonlight is fucking amazing. Uh, not because it just came out, 
because it I do think people should see it. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's really well made movie. So I guess that's how I view it. Uh I don't think the release date has anything to do with it. Okay. I will keep it at the soonish. Okay. But yeah, a lot to like in this movie. Um I would also put it in the soonish category because it is one of the better comic book movies that's come out. Looked like it. I wouldn't say it's as good as maybe a couple of the Dark Knights or... Uh, I mean, I got to say, I like this more than the Avengers movies or any of the... Probably any of the Marvel movies, really. The trailer made me think I would probably feel the same, but I didn't know. Is it because it's more serious or less... Well, lighthearted. I mean, not that the Avengers yeah. movies are super lighthearted, but they're those are pretty traditional comic book movies for this day and age, I would say. Yeah. I do think the R rating helps it a lot. Um, oh, that's right. It's also more realistic when Wolverine's mowing through people and their you know, fucking heads are flying off and there's <laughs> blood squirting everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what you wanted to see. It's right. like when people saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and they're like, what the fuck are the turtles doing? They're not even using their weapons. <laughs> they don't use their weapons once the entire movie. Well, Donatello, because he has a fucking stick. But Leonardo, <laughs> he doesn't cut anyone. He's in the first one, and there's a little bit of... Not like like blood and gore or anything like that, but they use their weapons. How much slightly. do you think Morgan from The Walking Dead was influenced by Donatello? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of all I think about. I'm like, God, is the wise man that kind of... This is by himself in the sewer. Loves pizza. Loves <laughs> Doesn't want to kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to say too much about it to ruin it, but I mean, a lot of it was talked about in the trailer. It takes place in the near future. Like it said, it's the year 2029. Mm-hmm. Wolverine's starting to, his powers are starting to wane a little bit. He's not recuperating as well as he used to. That's all in the trailers. So not really yeah. a spoiler, but yeah, there's some, heavier stuff in here at least in terms of the character and i guess what you see especially with that r rating yeah i mean when professor x says the f word is this is a good time in the theater <laughs> <laughs> like did fucking charles xavier just say the fuck the you know the f word holy shit fucking Hugh Shit's Jack- real hugh jackman's still just cut isn't he yeah it's probably although- why he's quitting because he's like i can't maintain this bod forever well, the there, fucking there's Wolverine some scenes. Movies, he is just fucking ripped and he's yeah. old. Like he's getting old and he's like, it's impressive to see yeah. that for his I age. mean, he's still <laughs> impressively jacked, but it's a little more you have saggy less tits? defined. Oh, he's got a little saggy. saggy well, there's, there's one shot where he's running and, and I can't remember if he's, I mean, he always has the wife beater on, but he has a suit jacket on a lot of the time in this mm-hmm. movie. I can't remember if it was flying open or if it was off, but. He was running and like, I, I saw the titties bounce a little bit and they weren't like a firm bounce. <laughs> I mean, they're still like jacked. He's got pecs. They aren't sagging or anything when they're running. I was like, that was a little too much movement for, got old man. for my he Wolverine. Got a sag yeah. to him. So I'm, I mean, it's fucking gravity. I think that was on purpose because <laughs> I still think, I mean, yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman's getting older. Let's see how old is he? He is currently 48, October 12th. So he was making this movie. He was 47. And I know he could still probably, the Wolverine mm-hmm. that came out about four years ago, five years ago. No. Oh. I mean, that's what he was talking about, how jacked he was in that movie. Fucking. Veins yeah. are just popping. I'm do my I think he could still him. pretty much get up to that yeah. at 47. 
Probably. I think they just chose to go a little different route. Like, hey, he's getting old and he's can't do as much anymore. And yeah. That type of thing. But yeah, it's definitely different than a lot of X-Men movies you see because they are rating and the subject matter and things like that. So yeah, I like the different approach to comic book movies that this the filmmakers took for this. Yeah, it looked good. This is the one that I talked about on the uh, website and how there already there were already talks about when it gets released on you know home video, um, they're gonna have a black and white version of it. Apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's confirmed, but there was kind of rumors around that. Based off that trailer, it looked fucking baller. All right, what do you? What else do you watch? What else do you be watching? <laughs> what else do you be watching? Uh, we'll get to. I'm gonna bring it a little newer here. 2016. I saw The Shallows. Ooh. Yes. So The Shallows, little synopsis, a mere 200 yards from shore, surfer Nancy is attacked by a great white shark with her short journey to safety becoming the ultimate contest of wills. Directed by, I'm going to butcher this, Jamais Collet Sarah. I don't even know if I did that <laughs> correct. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> this sounded funny. Uh, stars Blake Lively. Some other people, but basically her and a shark. Uh, yeah, I don't recognize any other names, and everybody else only has maybe a minute of scene time. There's a couple other surfers in there, but whatever. Blake Lively <laughs> and a shark. Uh, <laughs> so this one also fell in the bucket of WTM Last Resort. Um, again, not because it's a bad movie. If you if it's on, give it a peek ski. Um, there's some good stuff about it. But only as a last resort, give it a peek, see, I guess. Yeah, there's other movies in life you should be watching besides The Shallows, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a little fun fact I stumbled upon. So that director, who I'm not going to try his name again, back in 2005, he directed another, I'll call this a horror movie. This is like a monster horror movie, you know, survival slash whatever horror movie. Uh, it's same vein as Jaws, I would say, Shallows. But this guy directed a another movie back in 2005, a horror movie. Can you guess which one it was? No. Had Paris Hilton in it. House of Wax? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, House of Wax has become like a guilty pleasure for me. That the past part? few years, I'm really? like... Paris Hilton? Because I've seen it like three, four times since it you know came out, like in 2005, apparently. Yeah. I never thought it was like amazing, but then like all of an... Like, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I'm like, there's been times where I'm like, God, I should watch House of Wax again. It's always <laughs> fun watching Paris Hilton die. And the movie isn't, like, god-awful or anything. It's like, yeah, it's probably not as... I haven't seen the original House of Wax. No, neither have I. Uh, and I'm Paris- guessing it's not as good as that, but I'm like, yeah, I have fun watching it. I remember going to House of Wax in high school you know, with, like, a group of friends. Girls mm-hmm. and guys went to House of Wax or whatever, and we went to see it. And I was like, it was Okay. Yeah. Everybody else loved it. I was just like, meh, it's all right. Paris Hilton bugged me probably too much, but I remember not think I didn't think she did a, like a terrible, yeah, job. Uh, regardless, The Shallows is better than that. <laughs> so if you hated the remake of House of Wax, which I'm sure there are tons of people who did, mm-hmm. uh, don't let that prevent you from seeing The Shallows. Shallows is worth a watch. There's some really impressive camera work from the surfing scenes. Of Blake Lively surfing. There's certain points where it looks like it's her, 
But the surfing is so good that I'm like, it can't be Blake Lively. Maybe she is a good surfer. I don't know. But there's really good camera work from the surfing to even some of the shark scenes, the mm-hmm. CGI. There's only a couple scenes where the CGI is heavy. Uh, but otherwise, it's pretty solid. And it's not going to ruin anything, but everybody knows somebody or something dies at the end of the movie. And the death at the end of the movie is fucking gnarly. Gnarly is the word I had to think of for this because it was... <laughs> It was pretty fucking gnarly uh, how the death scene goes down. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, and I would say even with Rotten Tomatoes, critics were at 78%. Audiences were 60 I would put it somewhere in between there. Like, it, it mm-hmm. it's worth a watch if there's nothing else on. So The Shadows. I saw from 2016... Jack Reacher, never go back. You did. Oh, my God. I've been wanting to see Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Edward Zwick. But. <laughs> Starring Tom Cruise. But. Kobe Mulders. No. <laughs> Kobe Smulders. Smulders. <laughs> Eldis Hodge. Robert Nepper. The old Neps. <laughs> Nipping him a shirt. <laughs> and that's about it. Storyline. Jack Reacher must uncover the truth behind a major government conspiracy in order to clear his name. On the run as a fugitive from the law, Reacher uncovers a potential secret from his past that could change his life forever. Uh, right off the bat, I will say this is WTM Last Resort. Um, the first Jack Reacher, just called Jack Reacher, came out like four or five years ago. I like that one quite a bit. I would say that one's an eventually. Tom Cruise is great in it. It's based off of a group of novels, mm-hmm. crime detective novels or whatever. I'm not, I haven't read any of them, but I know there's a whole series of Jack Reacher books. First one was fun. Tom Cruise is, you know, whipping the shit out of people. Uh, this one is just, it was a little more of the same, but it was, it was almost like less of the same. Everything that was in there that you kind of wanted, there was less of it. Yeah. Like the the cool action scenes or fight scenes in the first one, there was I thought there was much less of that in the second. It just seemed like it was almost like it was rushed, even though it took forever to fucking come out because the first one was like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not a big budget movie. It's a smaller budget. I mean, it's Tom Cruise, but it's most of the budget's going to him. I mean, it's not like it's a big hundred million dollar movie. I'm guessing it costs. Let's see what it says here. They usually give the budgets. Budget, $60 million. Ended up grossing uh, just under $60 million in the U.S. So it probably made made over its money back overseas. But uh, the, this isn't the type of movie that takes forever to come out. It doesn't have to get a bunch of CGI and editing done. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like they, they film the Avenger movies or DC movies. And it's like... They're done filming and it comes out like a year and a half later. Yeah. Some of that's just for, they like certain release dates, certain weekends throughout the year, but a lot of it is adding in the special effects, a lot of the editing, things like that. So this movie could have been just done in like four months. But yeah, it took like four or five years. So I'm guessing that's kind of what hampered the movie is that it's been too long since I've kind of seen the last one. Yeah. You know, I did rewatch it a few months ago in preparation for because I knew my dad would want to watch it. I watched it yeah, back home with my parents. Sure. I think my dad was actually a little disappointed too. Ooh. 
Uh, I mean, it was still, it's okay. I mean, if you like the first one, it's, it's like I said, it's some more of the same, but just less of. Mm-hmm. I guess the quality is not quite as good as the first. It was just like nothing new, nothing. It just seemed very uh, ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> very blah. Yeah. And I mean, there's still some good scenes in there. Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's you know giving us all right. Um, but I think this is like, I think what I'm going to do for certain ratings, like this one's probably an in between eventually and last resort for me. But if it's in between, I'm going to knock it down. I'm going to round down. God, the way you're describing it, I don't even see how you could give it an eventually. Well, some of those movies they put <clears throat> eventually like that. That's the thing. Like eventually, like well. You know, you like the first one. This one's it has, it's it okay moments, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's not okay. eventually. Right. It's I wouldn't. I'm not gonna round up. No. I'm gonna round down if it's in between. Whatever you choose is probably what it'll stay at. Because I, for some reason, I have no urge to see the yeah. Jack Reacher movies. I don't know why. I, and I know it has nothing. There's nothing similar between this and a Mission Impossible, but it reminds me too much of Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise, uh, I don't know. But you like Mission Impossible. Right, exactly. But it's <laughs> it's almost how you described it. It's like, it just feels like it'll be more the same, but lesser than Mission Impossible. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. that, And that's the wrong way to think of it. It's just my initial impression. Unless somebody else watches it around me, I probably won't ever go out and watch Jack Reacher movies. I don't know why. It's, speaking of Mission Impossible, the story that came out this past week about you know, every Mission Impossible movie, there's always it's always centered around one big stunt. Yeah. You know, Ghost Protocol was the big tower in Dubai, and the mm-hmm. last one was in the beginning, but when he's holding on to the side of the, you know, jumbo jet. Right. They were talking about, they, they haven't said, like, what the stunt is, but they said Tom Cruise has been practicing a sequence. It's a sequence, but he's been practicing it for a year. Jesus. <laughs> so that sounds pretty fucking sweet to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what it is but it sounds awesome if you really have to prepare (laughs) for a year i mean that stuff i know there's different preparations right for like big stunts like for tom cruise like with the plane i'm sure they kind of had some dry runs like maybe on land with this is how it's going to work and Mm -hmm. everything like that but that's just like one stunt this is a, a sequence which is i'm guessing why it's taking a year because it's a series of things that are going to happen sure for like a whole scene that's sounds like it's going to be fucking nuts that's pretty sweet that makes me excited to see it because they're about to start filming on that Hmm. i think there's a release date even i don't know um but yeah jack reacher never go back you probably should have never gone back (laughs) (laughs) all right so my last movie, I watched The Edge of Seventeen. Ooh. Ooh. Kinky. Uh, so Edge of Seventeen came out in 2016. Did you edge while you were watching it? I was so edged out during this. <laughs> you just edging the whole movie? Just fucking mm, edging. <laughs> oh, I can't control myself. <laughs> uh Synopsis high school life gets even more unbearable for Nadine when her best friend, Krista, starts dating her older brother. Uh, Written and directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. 
This is actually her directorial debut. Stars Haley Steinfeld, Haley Lou Richardson, Blake Jenner, uh, Kira Sedgwick, Woody Harrelson. Edge of 17 is a WTM eventually. Uh, this is very much in the same vein, I would say, as like Perks of Being a Wildflower with similar kind of dark tones mixed in with almost like dark humor and stuff. I mean, you kind of get that vibe from the previews anyways, but um, I would put it right up there with Perks as kind of a really good new age high school coming of age movie type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley Steinfeld, who plays Nadine, everybody knows her from True Grit. She played Maddie Ross and was not Oscar- nominated for an Oscar, actually, for that role. Um, and she was also Violet in the movie Begin Again uh, with Mark Ruffalo a few years back. She does a great job. Uh, she leads it. She's, you know, in almost every scene. But uh, she does a really good job of being a neurotic 17-year-old who's overthinking everything and things like that. And then Woody Harrelson is fucking hilarious is kind of the wise teacher because he doesn't follow the same pattern as a lot of people do uh or a lot of you know previous characters do is like the wise teacher trying to help out he's more of like i don't give a shit about Mm -hmm. your problems and like he reluctantly helps out type thing uh he smokes paul rudd because paul rudd was the wise teacher in perks (laughs) uh but yeah it was really good for our kind of her debut film obviously i've never heard of her because she hasn't done anything else. I think she wrote one other movie, Postgrad. Never heard of it, though. But uh, Kelly Freeman Craig. Really, really good movie. So I would call it just 17 WTM eventually. And you get your boy, Blake Jenner. I keep seeing a lot of those guys from uh, Everybody Wants Some popping up in different stuff. <laughs> and he, he was good in there. Because he plays like her, her really popular, attractive brother. And stuff so they like despise each other type thing like that but he does a really mm. good job of playing that role all right i am gonna take you back in time to 1981 Ooh, i saw a film by the name of student bodies ah, recommended to me by mr wolfie t himself directed by mickey rose and michael ritchie who's uncredited um Starring Kristen Ritter, not that type of Kristen Ritter. <laughs> it's uh, R I T E R. So if it's writer, or... it's not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, Matthew Goldsby, Jerry Belson, Joe Flood. You know Joe Flood. Oh, Floody. Mimi Waddell. There's not really. There's no names in here. There's Quit not. saying names. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Storyline. A killer named The Breather terrorizes students at a high school. Whenever the killer finds students having sex, he kills them. He has some intense issues with which to deal. He likes to breathe heavily, and he likes to make prank calls while talking through a rubber chicken. <laughs> this is like the worst plot synopsis. <laughs> I was going to say, that movie is... I like the one below it better on IMDb lots. here. Well, one, this one's short and sweet. A killer named The Breather tallies up a score of teenage bodies in this scathing parody of slasher films. Now, that's a good one. I like the other one better. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little more descriptive, I guess. I got the the vibe it was a parody. Details with no context. I see why you don't like it. (laughs) So, yes, uh, I've seen this film kind of compared to Scream, almost like it's the Scream 15 years before Scream. Sure. Because it's 1981. 
And like Airplane was 1980. So spoofs were still kind of, I mean, yeah, satire has been around forever and that type of mm-hmm. comedy, but like the really spoofy, spoofy stuff was just kind of getting going. And I would give this a WTM eventually. All right. Um, it is definitely worth watching. It's, I don't know, it's not my favorite, but there was a lot of funny shit in there. Yeah, the killer is called The Breather. Yeah, that's so There's awesome. a lot of like POV shots of the killer, and it's just like... <sighs> it's like, you think about it, you know, you watch, you know, Friday the 13th movies, Jason, and other killers, the masked killers. Every time they show the POV, it's always like you can hear him like breathing heavily. It's like... <sighs> so this is just like a more obnoxious take on that. There's a lot of funny stuff in there. It's rated R, um, although not much nudity for an 80s slasher. You'd be surprised at how little nudity there is. They're cutting edge then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there's things like, you know, uh, a killer kills one of the girls. He kills a babysitter upstairs in, like, the master bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the parents come home, and they're walking through the door, and they're, like, they're calling out her name, like, oh, where is she? I wonder where she is. And. As the dad's walking in the house, he's like, God, I hope she isn't murdered in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, funny shit like that. He's like, <laughs> just giggling. And then, oh, then they go upstairs and oh, my God, and that type of thing. But there's a lot of just funny jokes like that. There was it was very it was a good time watching it. Let's put it that way. So especially eventually, like maybe eventually around Halloween time, this would be a good parody to see. Sounds most like people it. haven't seen mm-hmm. right now i just watched it because it was on comcast on demand i think encore is playing it okay one of the movie channels so it was you know i got to see it you know it's not like i'm gonna watch a movie unedited i mean edited it's a great title student bodies <laughs> so yeah give that a look see it's a good time i think that'll do it anything else you want to add uh, i read a really funny story about uh, a couple of screenwriters trying to get their break in uh, Hollywood. Two guys who had been pushing a script around for a long time and always were told, yeah, this is really good, but they couldn't get any traction. And the movie was called La Kosher Nostra. And it was about some guy who became an Uber driver to make money because his other job failed. And then he gets eventually tied up to being a... Uh, a driver for the mafia or some shit. It's like mm-hmm. a comedy type thing. And he couldn't kind of break through with it. So what he ended up doing is him and his buddy took their name off the script and then, or the screenplay, and they put down Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg down, and suddenly everybody <laughs> wanted to read it. <laughs> and then they got noticed good. because uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's company, I forget what it's called, Grey Point or something, uh, their lawyers issued a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. But the thing had already gotten in front of like tons of people. The article referenced a few people like Will Farrell and there was a handful of other big names who were like, I like this. Let's make <laughs> it. It's like, hey, good for them. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a baller story. It's like, well, got to get ahead somehow. <laughs> yeah. That's right, people. Just plagiarize. Get on out there and plagiarize and then well you're just fu- putting you're just taking somebody's name for a little bit and then you go it wasn't them actually <laughs> it was me <laughs> million little pieces full disclosure i was never in a million little pieces 
All right. Well, reach out to us. Email us. Give us an email at watch this or not at, but yeah, at watch this movie at yahoo.com. Check out our website, wtmwatchthismovie.com. Follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie dot com. <laughs> there's no dot com. Oh, there's no. But do us a favor. Can you just get off your duffs and give us a rating on iTunes? We could really use the ratings. I'm learning all kinds of new phrases. Now. Duffs? <laughs> That's butts? Get off your duff. Get off your duff for a fortnight. <laughs> Go get some cubit measurements. <laughs> oh, man. We'd probably get more ratings if we rated in cubits. <laughs> At least in Egypt. Yep. So we get, we get the African the african listeners yeah there you go all right other than that oh i did mention stitcher too not just itunes yep. stitcher rate those cubits and stitcher too so go not ahead. stitcher one <laughs> stitcher two <laughs> that's why you guys are missing it i think i think they think they're getting out the other stitcher <laughs> all right we'll check you later guess we'll see you around all right check you later bye Dork, man. What are you talking Chicky about? Chicky later. Chicky later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.